welcome to Ladies Kicking Ass, a podcast for bold entrepreneurial women who are seeking community and authentic connections. My name is Tanya Wilson. I'm a wife, mama, entrepreneur, and growth coach who is crazy passionate about supporting you, babe. Yep, the ambitious woman who is ready to call her own shots and create a life and business that she truly adores. The best part about this podcast is our conversations are real, raw, and unfiltered. We chat about it all. Our wins, losses, business, family, friendships, and how to get the hell out of our own way and believe in ourselves and our big ideas. I'm your new hype girl, and I can't wait to see what you create when you start believing that you can be who and whatever you want. So come on, let's get inspired and learn something new today. Welcome to the Ladies Kickin' Ass Podcast. Okay, truth. Taking care of my health has never been at the top of my importance list. And it makes me kind of cringe to actually say that, but I am very much that entrepreneurial person that says, I got too much shit to do today. I can't get to the gym. I can't do this. I, I, I would love to meal prep, but I don't have time. I use this time BS all the time, which I need to stop. And that was something that my husband and I made a commitment to each other that we were going to start putting our health more as a active focus in our life at the beginning of this year, which has been so incredible. And I know after the conversation with my guests today, I'm going to want to do that even more. So she's so inspiring. So my guest today is Sabrina Carter. Uh, She is an incredibly beautiful soul who I met at a recent mastermind that I went to her and her husband live in Belize, which is I'm sure incredibly unbelievable. Um, And she is just passionate about helping ambitious women elevate their health and wellness. And I think that is something that ambitious women really need to pay attention to. I think it's something that maybe there's not a chart or graph or something that we're looking at all the time, like we're used to in our business. And so we just kind of I feel good today. So I'm going to put it on the back burner or we've learned to really suppress things that are bothering us because we've got more important things to do. And I heard on another podcast just a couple of days ago that they said, if you don't take time for your health now, you'll be forced to take time for your sickness later. And it just, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I know it is so simple, but it really, truly did. Sabrina is the host of the podcast, My Prevention Rx, which is an incredible podcast if you are looking for motivation to get healthy, to lose weight, to be your best self. It just surpassed the 100 episode mark. So if you say, I don't know where to go to get this information, I just gave you 100 ways to learn new things today. So Sabrina, welcome to the Ladies Kicking Ass podcast. Thank you so much, Tanya. I just am thrilled to be here and I love, you know, your intro and what you're sharing. And I'm just so excited to be here to really connect with you and your audience and share some tips and insights and inspiration today. Excellent. So go ahead and tell everybody about yourself, not your business, but who is Sabrina Carter? Yeah. So as you mentioned, my husband and I moved to Belize about two years ago. He works for, he's a federal agent. So he took an assignment here. So we just decide, Hey, we both love, you know, travel and adventure. And we were in, or while I was in transition phase, you know, that was 2021 right after COVID and figured like, why not? And we really enjoyed it here. So I am a wife. Most importantly, I am a Jesus follower. That's like a big part of my life in terms of like my spiritual health and well-being. I've always been really passionate about fitness and nutrition and health in general. I studied exercise physiology in college because I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but that's what I love. So that's what I'm going to learn. I was a college cheerleader. I grew up in South Florida. And then my dreamer, like, you know, child explorer in me um, actually led me to San Diego. I had never been there, but I moved to San Diego kind of on a whim at the end of PA school in 2010 and absolutely loved it. It was like 
probably still the greatest five or six years of my life. And then moved to LA and, you know, started a lot of my, my personal business at that time. And then since then met my husband and moved here. So, you know, I'm really just a lover of life and passionate about, you know, helping women and just really squeezing out every bit of goodness that life has to offer. Excellent. Like, how can you not love that? That just like, it's dreamy. It sounds so good. Um, so one of my big questions and what I want you to explain to people that are listening to the podcast, what inspired you to be in medicine? And then ultimately what, what made you want to transition into, I know you still do some med- medical practicing stuff, but into the coaching role with starting my prevention RX programs and the podcast. Yeah. So uh, I, right. I didn't mention I am a physician assistant, so I was trying to talk personally, but yes, professionally, I went to PA school and I've been working as a physician assistant for 13 years and I've worked in all different arenas. And, you know, what led me to that decision, to be honest, I never wanted to go into medicine because again, I was always, you know, I started as a personal trainer and studied exercise physiology. And in my undergrad degree, we learned so much about exercise and nutrition and how it can literally be not only a preventive measure, but a treatment for so many common things like obesity, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, diabetes, like some of the most common conditions that especially Americans face. And as I was finishing my undergrad degree, I did an internship at a cardiac rehab facility at a local hospital. And it was a 12 week program that patients would go through after having any significant heart procedure. And through this exercise and nutrition like training program, they were rehabbed back to health. And it was so incredible to watch them come in literally like some with a walker, some even with a wheelchair, had a hard time walking for five minutes straight and would leave 12 weeks later, like a completely transformed person. And through that experience, I met a couple of physician assistants and I actually got in to see an open heart surgery at one point. I I connected with some of the cardiac um. PAs there. And I was just so fascinated with cardiology in general, like how the heart works. And obviously when it's not working well, it's a problem. And I just became really, really intrigued with the whole um, PA career really in and of itself. I never knew what a PA was. So a PA is a physician assistant and really kind of a, a medical provider in between a nurse and a doctor. So it doesn't require all the, you know, 15 plus years of training as a, as a physician, but you can do more than just like bedside treatment as a nurse. And so we work more in the role of a medical professional. So I also wanted to have a career that would provide me a nice life and be like somewhat stable and, you know, something that could, I could use my passion to also make a difference. And so really why I went into medicine was thinking, okay, I can use my knowledge and my skills in the health and wellness realm and bring that to medicine. And I did some of that. I actually started a wellness program at like the first internal medicine practice that I, that I worked at. And then I moved into cardiology and then I did medical aesthetics, which is, you know, all the fun beauty things that lifestyle also is important with. But I always kind of felt like there was a little bit of pushback and also for a variety of reasons, we don't have a lot of time in the medical space to be able to really educate and empower um, the patients to understand how to take control of their health. We have, you know, 15, 20 minutes per visit. So about seven years ago, I started a business called Fit, which is faith-inspired training. And I was doing mostly fitness and nutrition coaching. And then over the years, I've just kind of branched out more with focusing on overall health and lifestyle, because I found that just being so um, like singly focused on food and exercise really wasn't sufficient for most people. Like we really have to consider how our life is running and um, what we can do holistically to improve that. So that's what's kind of led me now. And again, my passion for prevention has been ongoing for many, many years. And so I now have my podcast called My Prevention Rx and, you know, my coaching and mentorship business where I really am passionate about helping women prevent disease and really, you know, have vibrant health in all areas. Wow. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, How do you think the podcast has supported your business 
one, that's my first question, with a follow-up afterwards of why you choose to go on other people's podcasts to share your message. Yeah, I love this question. So it's kind of a, a different one, but you know, I started my podcast actually back in 2018 and I was kind of in a season of my life where I was struggling a little bit with um, consistency, which some areas of my life, I'm like very disciplined and very consistent. And then when it comes sometimes to maybe different business avenues, as you probably know, it's really easy to get distracted. It's like, okay, I should do this. Okay, no, I should focus on this. Okay, no, I should do this. And so I was finding that I was getting frustrated with myself and kind of my lack of ability to really gain traction in any area because I would do it for a short period of time and then kind of move on to the next shiny object. So a friend of mine challenged me and said, like, I think that you should really do a podcast. And at that time, I was I was more invested in video. Like, I really felt like people don't want to just hear your voice. They want to see your face. Like, I should be doing more video. But I decided to, like, take the challenge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do it just for fun. Like, I'm not going to do it because I'm trying to build an audience or a business. I'm not going to try to monetize it. I'm just going to do it as a fun, creative outlet. And I'm just going to be consistent. And so... I did an episode about every week for, I think the first year, maybe I skipped like one or two weeks, but I did it for the first week or for the first year. And it was so much fun. And I, I got a lot of feedback and I was really just sharing like things that I enjoy in my life, things I'm passionate about and things from work and just, you know, personal things and dating and all types of stuff. So I, I really feel like since then, as the podcast has kind of evolved with me, so I did change the name to My Prevention RX early in 2022 when that business launched. Um, although it's always been like the disease prevention, weight loss, health, you know, anti-aging has always been a part of it. Um, I feel like it has really helped me honestly have like a better platform um, and have something additional to offer as a, you know, free thing for people to find me and to listen to my content rather than just saying like, here, sign up for my, my blueprint, or, you know, here's three tips to have vibrant health, like sign up for this PDF. It's actually a way that I think people can really connect with me more and learn more about, you know, not only what I'm teaching, but about who I am and what I'm passionate about and feel a little bit more connected. So although I've had seasons, I took about a year off in 2021, um, seasons of, you know, not recording since I've been back fairly consistent over the last few months. And as you mentioned, I'm on, I just released podcast episode 102 yesterday. So now I'm like in this groove where, okay, I've made it this far. I'm not going to give up now. Even if I'm not doing an episode every week, like I'm, I'm more at like one or two a month now that I see the value and the difference. Like I know how much podcasts have impacted me and just what a difference it can make for others. And obviously like the feedback and stuff that I get. And I've loved doing interviews. So yeah, talking about interviews um, at the beginning, I was doing a lot on my own. And then over the past year or so, I've really tried to focus more on interviews because I recognize that even if we're in the same space, like even if we're both in the health space, everyone has a different personal experience. Everyone has a different out, like um, outcome that they're trying to help their clients get and a different path. You know, so even two people that are that are looking more towards like, how can we help ambitious women have better health? She might have a different idea than I do. And so to me, it's like there's room for everyone. And I love having every time I do an interview, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. Like, let's do another one. So that's really why I think it's it's been so valuable for me to not only have other guests on my podcast, but to also be on other people's, you know, so that. I can share the message more and maybe your audience wouldn't have known who I was or, you know, I'm bringing something to your audience that you're not bringing to them. So I just think it's this beautiful way that we can all share our gifts with more people and be able to make a bigger impact. So yeah, I'm loving the podcast industry. I loved that. It truly, um, after we had our mastermind call yesterday, it was, it really hit me big. Like you truly build credibility with other people's audiences. Yeah. And just like you just said, 
people may not have known who Sabrina Carter was or what My Prevention Rx is, but it's something that I enjoy and someone that I enjoy and I like to listen to this podcast. So this is something I want to bring to my audience and allow them to experience the same things that I am with your podcast and give them that opportunity. And I think it really is a really cool service if you think about it in helping people find other people that I enjoy. Most of my listeners, I think, would identify very closely the way that I do. Um, And so it's fun to be able to bring these new people and new audiences to them to find stuff. It's incredible. Do you ever like listen to a podcast and you're like, I must now follow them. I must now do this. Like they're selling something. I'm buying it. I don't even care because it's like that the person that was interviewing them was so like just fired up about them. You're like, I want to feel like that. It truly is like a feeling that you get from people. So I love that. I love that. You can really hear people's passion in their voice, which I think is so super cool. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, I know that you're an expert in your field and that you're very passionate about things and you have two really awesome Instagram accounts. So if you don't follow Sabrina yet, go find her at Mrs. Sabrina Carter and her one for her podcasts is my Preve- at my prevention rx so go follow follow both of those but she posts so many cool just like little tips and tricks and like hey did you think about this today and hey did you do this you know and some very beautiful pictures along the way too so i love those <laughs> Um, because you post so many amazing tips, I would love to be able to get into some of those things. So you can share your knowledge with my audience about some of the things that I most commonly, I'm selfishly doing this. I most commonly struggle with, (laughs) and I know that other women do too, because I talk to them about these things. So one of those things is what role does mindset play in your weight and health journey? Oh yeah. Such a good question. Thank you for asking this. You know, to be honest, back when I first started my fitness business, I had done a fitness competition. So that was something that I had just, I don't know, admired like the women on the magazines. And it was just a goal that I had. I was in a season of my life where like work was pretty stable and I was like, okay, I think this is a good time. So I did the fitness competition and as I mentioned earlier, I am very disciplined in some areas. And so if it comes down to studying or a competition of some sort, if you give me the strategy, like I will implement it and return, you know, the investment. So that's how I did for the fitness competition. Like I was up at 4am in the morning at the gym, like no excuses, never cheated on my meal plan. Like that was just this internal discipline in me that obviously wanted to get on the stage feeling very confident about how I looked and I wanted to win. And so when I started coaching people, I had the same mentality and I learned a lot about mindset through that experience, but I didn't really know how to, how to coach people to it. And I didn't really know how to explore it with people because I was still learning a lot of that myself. So when I first started, I didn't do a lot of mindset and I could not understand why when I coached people the same way that I um, was like trained. So for example, I would give people like, here's your meal plan and here's your exercise plan. Like very clear. We would have a call, go over it. And like, they would come back next week and not have done it. And I couldn't understand like, what is the problem? Like, here's the plan. This is all you have to do. Like go execute it. And so I learned over the years from coaching that mindset is actually more important than the strategy. And even in business, I learned this every day in business that without a mindset that aligns with the dream or the goal that we have, no amount of tips and tricks and tools and strategies will actually get you there. And if it does, it's probably not going to be sustainable or enjoyable or the outcome that you could have gotten. So thank you for asking about mindset, because it's something that I think so many of us, when we look at a goal that we have, we just want the direct path. But unfortunately, as we all know, it doesn't usually go that that straightforward. So mindset is huge um, in terms of being able to improve your health or specifically, you know, specific in terms of weight loss. Um, A few mindset things that I work with a lot with my clients. Number one is belief. So a lot of women will come to me that have tried to lose weight multiple times in the past, and they were either successful short term and then regain the weight 
or they've actually never been able to accomplish their goal. So they start already with this level of disbelief or lack of belief in their ability to actually be successful, which is a huge obstacle. And if we don't overcome that, no matter how much I believe in you, if you don't believe in your own ability, like at seven o'clock at night, after you've had a super stressful day, you're also not going to believe in your ability to like say, no, I'm not going to have pizza for dinner. I'm going to eat this, you know, grilled chicken and some vegetables instead. So belief is, I don't have them necessarily ordered, but like, that's a huge one in terms of mindset. Another one is going to be confidence. So how confident are you in, in yourself? Like, are you confident in your ability to learn a new skill? Like if you're not great in terms of weight training, are you confident that you can learn? Are you confident enough to actually step up and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I need help. You know, that's another confidence factor. Um, and are you, are you confident enough to like keep your word and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to follow through with it. So that's a little bit of like motivation and discipline, but confidence is in there as well. Um, and like, how can you have confidence through the journey? Like, how can you love, how can you learn to love yourself now? Not wait until you're 30 pounds lighter. Like let's build your confidence and your ability to like see yourself beautifully now so that you can take the actions that you need to get to that outcome. And then two more that I listed were just worthiness. So like believing that you're actually worthy of, you know, accomplishing your health goals. Again, number on the scale is a little bit tricky because sometimes we get so caught up on this, on the specific number when uh, really I like to look at the overall health, but like you have to recognize that like you are worthy of taking time for yourself. You are worthy of self-care. You are worthy of sleep and rest and like healthy food. You know, like you are worthy of the time investment that it will take for you to get to that outcome. And then another one is knowledge. And I put this under mindset because it can kind of go two ways. Some people really need more specifics, right? So maybe you've tried like the keto and the paleo diet and vegan and nothing is really working. So like maybe you do need you know, some additional knowledge to help you. But on the flip side, what I recognize more is that lack of knowledge, quote unquote, is this mindset that I personally think most of us, especially in America, right? We've grown up like learning a bit about nutrition. Most people know what to do. It's just a matter of execution of the knowledge. But sometimes your mind might say, I don't know what to do. So I just don't take action. So those are a couple yeah. of the mindsets that I find to be pretty common with women that I have to work through in order to then give them the plan and have them execute and then be successful. There, it's as a person that has spent plenty of money on programs of things, and then I am that person that you say, I gave you all the stuff, <laughs> why didn't you get it done? One of the biggest things that I have definitely struggled with is like worthiness and like, can I actually do it? It's always been like, especially in terms of weight. Like when I was in high school, I played sports. So I was always fit in high school. Um, and then I quit playing sports and I had told myself, I hate just going to the gym and working out. Like if I could go play soccer, or if I could go play volleyball or go do sports, I'd be fit again. And then it was like, became this stupid excuse that I would say to myself of like the, going to the gym is not challenging. It's not this, it's not because I love the competition and somewhere I had associated with fitness with, it has to be some form of competition. Uh -huh. So there really is just even weird things and weird, like mind games that we play with ourselves of like, I don't have time. I don't have this. I don't have that. This is my kids are more important. I got to cook dinner. I got to go to work. I got to do this. Where can you fit it in? Where can you do that? That is something that I have started challenging myself with. Like that needs to be scheduled just like everything else in your day. And if you want to build confidence in this area, quit breaking your damn promises to yourself and show up at the gym. If you yeah. look like an idiot, which I'm not, I've been working out with trainers before, just go do the damn thing. Like stop making excuses to stay stuck. And it's so crazy how we do that within our own minds that we literally make it 
tricky as hell just so that we can stay stuck and have an excuse. That excuse is safer to us than getting healthy. And I have talked to several of my friends that struggle with the same kind of thing. They're very ambitious, successful women that struggle terribly in this fitness and health realm because it's like that one area of their life that they've never been able to believe in themselves or they've never been like personally fit. Like I know I say to my husband, I'm like, I've never had nice legs before. Like, what does that even feel like? You know? And it, that's such a stupid excuse because I have everything in the world to be able to get nice legs, mm -hmm. but I make excuses not to so that I can say stupid shit. <laughs> it's so weird how we do this when you're like, you're so good at some things and some things you're like, you self-sabotage like crazy. And I think lack of fitness and health is truly like the ultimate self-sabotage because we all know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So many good find that. And one of the things you said about time, time is usually one of the top obstacles that people report, but what happens really is when you investigate what's underneath that, it's really that your health is just not a priority because we make time for things that are priorities, right? So it's kind of like flipping that because we all have time for what we prioritize. And then another thing that you mentioned that's so great, I did a, a podcast interview recently with my friend Shelly Bryan, who um, she is also a kind of like health and, and nutrition coach mentor for, you know, successful businesswomen. And her philosophy is like, you as an ambitious, successful business owner, you actually have the skills that you need. You just have to learn to transfer them to your health and fitness. Like, you know how to be disciplined. You know how to execute. You know how to schedule. You know how to, you know, like a lot of these business success strategies also translate to your health. You just need the mindset to line up, to know that like you can actually, you know, accomplish those things and that you're worthy of it. So yeah, so many, so many good things to share around that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mindset is everything in everything. So that's a big one. I wanted to make sure that we covered that. Um, another big topic that I feel like I hear often with ambitious women is like, I used to have this thing that's like coffee till wine, you know, it's like, <laughs> I got to do something for this energy boost all the time. Yeah. I got to keep going. I got to keep going which I don't struggle with energy. I don't really need the coffee. It's almost like a crutch situation. But I know there was a post that you recently posted that was talking about like five simple and effective ways to boost your energy without caffeine. If you are a woman that's trying to wean yourself off of having caffeine all day long throughout the day, what would your suggestions be for that? Yeah, this is a great question. And something that I'm really, I'm really passionate about talking about because again, from talking to so many women, Yes, we can talk about weight loss, but then it's even like a, another tangible outcome is energy. And that's a reflection of, of your health for the most part. Usually natural, sustainable energy happens when our bodies are functioning, you know, in an optimal level. So yes, energy is another big topic that I talk about. And so on that post, the things that I recommended and I kind of changed the order up a little because if I think about, okay, this is actually like the order that you should consider, um, drinking water is number one. So I have water with me all the time, 24 seven. I bring a glass of water with me to bed because literally when I wake up in the morning, like before I even get out of bed, I drink water. And most people literally don't drink water like until lunchtime. They get up and they drink their coffee and then they go about their day, maybe have another cup. And then at lunchtime, maybe they're like, okay, I'll have some water. So low level dehydration is one of the most common causes of fatigue. It also causes weight gain and, you know, trouble losing weight, poor digestion, increased, you know, wrinkles and constipation and all kinds of things. So that is very simple thing that you just have to get in the habit of doing. At the beginning, you will pee more often, yes, but your body will get used to it. So that's number one is drink more water. Number two is getting out in the sunshine in the morning. So if you are blessed to live somewhere where you have sunshine, you know, mostly year round, even if it's cold, um, after you have your water and do your little, you know, morning routine and brush your teeth and all those things, get outside, even if it's for five or 10 minutes. If you love coffee, take your coffee outside. Um, maybe you're someone who likes to do some stretches, movement. I have a little garden. And so I've tried to get in the habit of getting out there in the morning, you know, when the sun first comes up or at some point 
in the first, you know, 20 minutes of me waking up and getting outdoors and getting the, you know, the garden watered. So that's another one. Sunlight in the morning actually helps with like hormone balance. It helps boost melatonin at night for sleep. It helps balance cortisol levels. Um, and just like being outside in nature is so energizing. So that's another one. And then um, the next one to consider is cold showers. So maybe after you go outside for a few minutes, you want to come inside and take a cold shower. Unless you're like in Chicago in February, we don't want to take a hot shower. But the cold shower actually has a ton of energizing benefits. Some of it is because of the breathing patterns that shift when we're like, okay, it's cold. I have to take deeper breaths. That's actually another energy boosting um, like therapy model, but cold showers are really simple. You can even do it for like 20 seconds. So just get in your shower before the water gets hot and just like feel how good it feels. And then you can put the hot water on, but just, you know, 30 seconds to like two or three minutes of a cold shower can be really energizing. Movement obviously is hugely impactful. Um, and this is, I say any type of movement, but really I want you to think specifically like intentional exercise. And so whether that's playing with your kids, playing soccer, whether it's going to a dance class or, you know, going for a walk or something, so yes, some people are really active throughout their jobs during the day, but really I want the movement aspect to be, that's your intention is to move your body. And then the final one is nourishment. And we really can't consider ways to boost our energy without caffeine and without naps, without looking at nutrition um, and how we're nourishing our body, because that is like, we have to eat to live. And based on what we eat, our body is able to produce energy. Um, and that's all dependent on the things that you're consuming um, and the things that you're drinking as well. But those would be my, my five, you know, simple recommendations that you can do, you know, um, pretty simply to boost your energy without caffeine. I think the getting out in the morning is like one of the most important things. Like I get up, around 5am and just like let my dogs out and just stand out there for a minute. Like even sometimes that's like your boost of cold. Yeah. <laughs> it wakes you up, but just <laughs> yeah. being like breathing some fresh air and just getting outside. It's just, we underestimate the power of doing that. Like if you're at an office and you have to take a phone call, every time I take a phone call, I put my earbuds in and I go walk around my construction yard. Yeah. which is not a great place to go walk around, but I love it. And everybody thinks I'm crazy because I'm out there on my phone, like hand gesturing and walking, but <laughs> it just like, there's a tie to that, like really absorbing the, the information that you're even getting. Take a walk, listen to podcasts, so many things that you can do to really improve those things. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. So I want to um, talk a little bit to you about weight loss. And it seems to be one of those things that's like, should we talk about it? Or it's all we talk about, or, uh, you know, what can we say about it? There's really no way to really talk about it without somebody gets their feelings hurt all the time. So we're just going to go there. If you know that you need to get to a healthy weight, you know, I think a lot of us have had in the past or currently are like, there's this magic number on the scale and I'm not going to be happy until I get to this. I have, I was like that, like in my early, like my early twenties, but now I'm like, where can I feel the most healthy? And I know with weight loss, it is very important that we don't carry extra weight on our bodies for so many reasons, but there are so many deeper things with that too. What weight, extra weight contributes to, I just have my blood tests come back and I just had an appointment yesterday talking about those things. Even since we went to the mastermind, I've dropped almost 15 pounds. And I was like, I'm so excited to just kind of see what the difference is with things. And it's amazing. Even just the little, from my last blood draw, it was about a little over 20 pounds that I've lost, but it was like the difference of even just losing that little bit in what it has done to different hormones, um, things I've struggled with thyroid problems in the past. Like my thyroid levels are looking normal and I quit taking my thyroid medication it's amazing the healing power of, of food, health, nutrition, exercise. You can, I want you to kind of speak to the power of being able to help ourselves 
through this health journey of losing weight to avoid some of those, you know, sometimes it's like, take a medicine, here's a pill, do this, but there's magical powers in being able to do that yourself. If you find yourself in a place where you need to lose weight and get healthier nutritionally to be able to solve those problems. So I know that was a lot, but can you kind of speak to some of the powers of that? Yeah, that's amazing. First of all, congratulations. That is huge. And yeah, I just love, you know, hearing stories. I mean, it's like every pound matters and every pound is a celebration. And it's like, even if you didn't lose a pound, but you're consistently honoring like the health goals that you have, that's still something to celebrate. Cause as we all know, like we hit plateaus or you might have a season where you gain a few pounds and like to not throw in the towel because that happens, you know? So it's, it's a journey and it's incredible that you're seeing the, the transformation that happens even with like five or 10 pound weight loss. It can be really incredible because of the, the, you know, the habits that you're implementing and the, the things that you're doing now to, have the weight loss. So the healthier eating, more exercise, you know, better sleep, more water. So, you know, most of us know that obesity is on the list of the majority of the most common health problems. And mm-hmm. yes, there's something to be said about like loving your body, how you are and knowing that you're beautiful, no matter what size you are. And that you don't have to be a certain number to be healthy. But the truth of the matter is that, um, Obesity does contribute to cancer, heart disease, stroke, arthritis, diabetes, high cholesterol, like so many of these, you know, issues that we as Americans face. So we have to look at, we have to look at the facts and then we have to consider like a real assessment of, of where you are. And this is hard for people to do because oftentimes, you know, even through uh, a health or weight loss journey, we often, you know, underestimate the things that we're eating and overestimate the amount of calories that we're burning. That's just like natural. <laughs> That's just natural for us to do. So really doing a thorough assessment of where you're at. And sometimes this might look like actually tracking your food for a week and, you know, getting, getting clear on your obstacles. Like what are the things that are, have kept you from accomplishing your goals in the past? Um, so that you can be prepared for those. And knowing that it is a journey, it's not a short-term thing. Really, my passion is how can I help you create a lifestyle that you love, that gets you the results yeah. so that you, that you don't quit. And that takes more time than you know going crazy and um, being really extreme, which might get you some results. But again, like how is that impacting your hormones? How is it impacting your energy and your sleep and your health? So in terms of weight loss. Yeah, definitely a sensitive topic. I mean, I had my own experience with adrenal fatigue. I was about 20 pounds heavier when I, in my first year and a half as an entrepreneur, I, and I was doing health and fitness coaching. Now, granted, this was after my fitness competition. So even though I'm a medical professional, I knew I needed a coach for my fitness competition. And then I really wasn't aware of the impacts hormonally that doing something that extreme would have on me, to be really honest, I wasn't aware. And so I went through my own experience of like, I was 20 pounds heavier and no matter how much I exercised and how healthy I ate, I could not lose weight. And it was so frustrating. And so I did, I had to look at hormones. So I tell clients, the only three reasons why you can't lose weight is because you're eating too much, your hormones are off, or you're taking medications that are causing weight gain. Anything that's weight gain related falls into one of those three categories. And so we have to understand like, what is the cause? Because, you know, less calories is not all the answer, all, uh, not always the answer. And in fact, for me, it was making me worse because my body was so stressed that I needed to like stop doing high intensity training and I needed to stop restricting calories. And when I did that, my menstrual cycle came back and I lost the weight and I've been able to maintain my, my health or like my weight ever since. So a couple of things to, to look at. If you are in a situation where you're like, okay, I need to get serious about this. I don't want to end up with a diagnosis. Maybe you have family history of some conditions, or maybe you just recognize like, this is not good for me. It's not good for my kids. And I really want to, I want to thrive in all areas. And in my opinion, your health impacts everything, your relationships, your finances, your business, your sleep, all of it. So number one certainly is your why. So like, why, why is this important to you? And kind of like that, that stepwise approach of really getting more deep than just your initial why. So like, 
why do you want to lose weight? Whatever your answer is. Well, why is that important? Well, why is that important? Well, why is that important? And going like five to seven levels in depth so that you can really get to like, you want to live long for your children. Like you want to be able to play with your kids after a day of work. You, you want to create healthy habits so that your kids can follow. You want to have better intimacy in your marriage. Like there are things much deeper than I want to reach this number on the scale. I want to look good in a swimsuit this summer. I want to fit into my favorite jeans. Like those things are fine, but they're not going to carry you when life gets hard. So that's yeah. number one really is getting really connected to why this is important and why you're going to commit to this no matter what. Once you have that clear, it it really helps with the motivation and the um, time and things like that. So the next step is to prepare. So what do you need to do to like prep for this goal that you have? Um, And whether that looks like, you know, getting a gym membership or finding some workout routines that you enjoy or getting some cookbooks with some recipes that you really like. Um, What does your sleep patterns look like? Um, What types of supplements maybe should you be taking? Should you assess, like, are you taking medications that might be impacting? So like, there's a lot of preparation and this kind of goes along with the assessment aspect, but um, really preparing so that you have the tools that you need to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that, then actually schedule things. So make sure you're getting seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Please don't sacrifice your sleep. That is so critical. So there are um, two hormones that actually impact your hunger and your satiety. So your ability to feel hungry and feel full um, are based on hormones called leptin and ghrelin. And they are balanced when you are sleeping and when you are sleeping well. So if you are not sleeping, then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just ravenous and I just want to eat sugar all day. It's because your body knows that sugar is a quick source of energy and your levels of leptin and ghrelin are not balanced. And so you like, you don't have the, the full cues that like, Hey, I'm full. I don't need to eat anymore. So that's just a shameless plug for sleep. So scheduling everything. And just like you said earlier, Tanya, you know, put your health in your schedule, like it's a million dollar client meeting. This is important without your health. You nothing else matters. And sometimes we don't learn that until we're kind of in the situation where, yeah, um, where our health is at risk. So make sure that you're scheduling your exercise, you know, get your clothes out the night before, have your water ready and your towel. Um, Make sure that you're scheduling some fun in your life. Like, don't make it so serious. Like, pick some workouts that you really love doing. Maybe you go for a hike with a friend. Maybe you, you know, pick more of like an active vacation for your family instead of one where you're just like sitting all the time. So there's so many things to consider here, but you have to look at your schedule and you have to actually plan for these things so that you can execute them. Um, And then having accountability is huge. And so you mentioned something earlier about like being able to something around like your own um, motivation and your own accountability. And there is a difference between having external accountability and self-accountability. But I think when you're starting out, again, like we talked about where you might not have a lot of belief in yourself, you might not have a lot of confidence in this area, you might actually need some new knowledge. It's really great to have external accountability and have someone who can help support you and encourage you. And then obviously coaching is another thing. So maybe you recognize like, hey, this is an area that I don't want to spend a ton of time doing research. The research is overwhelming and contradictory. And I've tried a couple of things I read online and it didn't help. Like maybe it's actually time for me to hire a coach who maybe also has like a group accountability or you just get your friends to see your husband or someone to like create that space for you. And um, starting there and with us with really simple goals. So that's like really the overarching theme is when you are preparing and scheduling and having accountability for the goals that you've created is make sure that you're starting with something simple. And so that might be, let me just drink more water each day. Let me go to the gym twice a week. Like maybe you just start with something like that. Maybe you start with, hey, every Sunday I'm going to spend two hours, you know, preparing a new recipe that I really enjoy. Or maybe I'm going to take a break from working so much and I'm going to go get a massage. Like maybe self-care is what you need. Maybe your stress levels are so high that you feel like you're only eating a thousand calories a day and you're not losing weight. And that's a sign that your body is just like too stressed to release it. So maybe self-care needs to be a priority. So it really, you know, just depends on like what your thing is. But I think if you really consider what's your why, preparing in advance, scheduling these things and having accountability and coaching, that will really set you up for success. 
That was beautiful. And it sounds so simple. It really, it, if you really think about it, it is. It really is. Yeah. It's just a matter of making it a priority. Like that is the most complex part of everything you just said. Put it down, write it down, do it. Thank you so much for your time today. I could talk to you about this stuff forever because I just find it fascinating. And it's a big part of the conversation I have with my husband all the time now too. So it's it's so good. And it's so, I need women to understand, just like you said, that we live in this society in this times now where it's like, um, it's almost glorified that it's okay to be super heavy and to have confidence when you're at that. I know people that are this big around and they still don't have any confidence. It is truly, the conversation should not revolve around weight in that. It should revolve around women just having confidence no matter, and don't even talk about her body. Why the hell are we talking about her body? We don't do that with men. They don't say, oh my God, he's so confident, but he's a large man. You know, they, they don't talk about that, but when it's associated with women and honestly, guys, it's not the guys that do this to us. It's other women that do it to other women. And so we have to change the narrative around this stuff. Like she's a beautiful woman. You can say that and not have to identify what size her body is. But the ultimate medical point of all of this and the health point of this is that bigger body is not more healthy than the other side of this. And there are more things that go into health than just what your weight is. Because up here, if it's not healthy, no matter how fit your body is, you're still going to run into a myriad of health problems. So it's so important. Thank you for talking about everything as a whole instead of just what it looks, what you look like in the mirror, you know, that is important, uh, to build some confidence. And we all know that, but it really has to start with a belief in yourself that you're worthy of anything that you want to do, including having good health. So I attended one of your, you did an online health challenge recently where you were giving out some excellent advice and Sabrina really breaks things down. So it's simple to understand just like she's done in this podcast. So um, it's very inspiring to me to listen to your podcast and just find I've been go listening to your uh, three series part of weight loss stuff. So it has been very interesting to just, you know, stop and even think about the little things you point out there. So that's a good place to go if you're interested in working on your weight loss journey. So please share with the listeners where's the best place to find you, what you have going on right now or what you offer to people to be able to work with you. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I just, I loved everything you said and yeah, I could talk about this stuff forever with you, but I just appreciate you sharing and really encouraging. Yeah. The listeners to consider things outside of the number on the scale and that, because it is, it's so important to recognize that. Yeah. If you don't build those skills, no matter what size you are, you're never going to have that confidence or belief, or you might not even be healthy. So so yeah, thank you. And then yes, in terms of finding more about me, the best place is on my Instagram page at Mrs. Sabrina Carter. So the link in my bio has all types of free content that you can sign up for. I did my endless energy challenge recently, and I'm going to, I'm going to put the videos together so that that can be another thing that, you know, women can sign up to do. I don't have the link just yet, but Anytime that you are listening to this, you can go on the link in my bio and see the latest offers that I have. You can sign up for a complimentary, you know, Q&A session with me if you have specific questions for your own needs and health. And then, of course, there's a link for my podcast there. There's actually a coupon code for a really healthy meal delivery service. And uh, it also has a link to my Facebook page. So if you're more a Facebook person, I have a free Facebook page as well called Energy and Health Hacks for Ambitious Women. And I would love to see you over there. Excellent. And it's all so good. So go follow, sign up, do it all. So one of the last questions in closing that I always ask all of my guests is that I'm fascinated with how people relate to the phrase that is actually the title of this show. When I say it, people are like, what? You know, um, it's kind of in your face. It's, it, I think it's inspiring. I think it's very interesting to get people's take on what the phrase ladies kicking ass means to you. 
Yeah, I love I love that. And I just I just adore you. I think that you're it was such a pleasure being able to like actually meet you in real time in person and see just like the power that you have and then also just like this kind of like gentle loving um like inspirational encourager that you are, right? So you're not like this intimidating woman who has so much power, you're like so approachable and everything. So I love that you own that because I think if someone else owns the ladies kicking ass podcast, it might be a little different, but you know, for me, that term is just like how, how much power, like we as women actually have, like we have so much potential for creativity and connectivity and vulnerability and inspiration and motivation. It's like, it's like the, the full picture of what it looks like for a woman to really embody like the fullness of who we are and um, just like confidently moving in the direction. Right. So it's, it's like, you can see the action in the title and I feel like it's just this really fun yet powerful space for women to come and learn. Um, Like, how can I be, I've never been ashamed of the fact that I'm a woman, but I know some people are, but like, how can I really embrace and love the fact that I can kick ass as a woman and like have a lot of fun and be really inspiring as I do it. So that's really what you as the owner of the ladies kicking at ass podcast, like the two of those connected makes me think of that. Oh, I love it. And thank you. That was so nice. (laughs) I love having you be a part of this community now with being on the podcast and being able to share your stuff because I know a little more of your personal story and you are truly one of those women that have kicked ass. The fact that you've been able to help so many people along the journeys that you have been through really is super inspiring, Sabrina. So thank you so much for your time today and your friendship. And I just appreciate the relationship that we have. And I'm sure there will be lots of questions after this. So we'll be sure to uh, link all of your information in the show notes. So if anybody needs to just quickly go there, um, you don't really have to think about it. Just click on it follow her. And truly just, even if you're just soaking up the information that she gives, she does it in such a beautiful way. So thank you, Sabrina, for all that you do for everyone. Thank you so much, Tanya. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. Today's message was pure inspirational fire. I loved it so much. Hey, if you got a lot out of today's show and you think a friend of yours may love it too, please do me a quick favor. Screenshot the episode, post it, tag us at Ladies Kicking Ass, or share the link to the episode. I'm here to help and support as many badasses as possible, and your generosity in sharing the show to your audience means the world to me. Don't forget to hit subscribe to be notified of all newly released episodes, and leaving the show a five-star review is the ultimate expression of love. If you're interested in becoming a guest on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and we can chat further. There's also a link to connect in the show notes. Thank you for being part of our tribe. Now go kick some ass.